Welcome to the Influential Nonprofit, the show for nonprofit leaders to grow their influence so they can grow their income and impact. Now, here's your host, Marianne Dersch. Hello, this is Mary Ann Dersch with Courageous Communication and the Influential Nonprofit Podcast. I work with nonprofit leaders, grow their influence so they can create more income and make a bigger impact because that is what we're all here to do is to do more good. Every week I bring you either an interview with a nonprofit leader doing amazing work at growing their influence and leadership, or I share a story or a lesson with you. And today I'm going to share a lesson with you and one that's really been resonating with me lately. And that is embracing dysfunction, conflict, and chaos and loving it as much as you love peace, praise, and function. And I know that sounds super crazy, but first let's talk about, I don't even like the label dysfunction or functional. We have a functional workplace or a dysfunctional workplace because it's everyone is functional and dysfunctional because we're all, guess what, human beings. And we get a little messy and we make mistakes and we have faults and flaws because we get the full breadth of humanity. And when we expect people to never have a problem, never make a mistake, never to make waves, then we're really denying themselves so much of their humanity and setting us up to be constantly disappointed because we want them to not be human beings and they insist on showing up as them. So let's talk about this. Let's talk about the idea of letting go of the labels of functional and dysfunctional and just saying, hey, this is just humanity. So I'm going to step back for a second and I want to tell you that like this came up for me in my house. Now, I'm pretty good. In fact, I'm really good at managing praise, criticism, and managing peace and conflict and all kinds of crazy scenarios at work and even with friends. But family, families like the Olympics, families, the Super Bowl and the World Series and the Stanley Cup, the Olympics all rolled into one, right? That is, you got to Man, you can be functional with everybody else, right? And then it comes to the family, the partner, the parent, the sibling, oh, the kid. And all of a sudden, all these techniques go out the window. So this has been the next level for me is really in bringing these principles into my home. And I will say that my family life has benefited greatly from practicing the principles in my home that I teach to my clients. I mean, I live this 24-7. This just isn't something I deliver. But I'm going to tell you the next level is happening for me because my son, whom I love dearly, who's 17, has been having some mental health and behavioral challenges. And that landed him in a hospital and in some inpatient treatment. And it was really quite painful. But one of the things that I learned is one of the reasons is that I created a dynamic where In my home, I wanted peace on a pedestal. I wanted peace all the time. And because I wanted peace all the time, I wound up brokering a relationship between my husband and my son because they would often be in conflict. I'm like, ooh, conflict bad. I got to navigate that relationship because I want peace. And it took a big toll on me and it took a big toll on my husband and my son. And so my ability to let conflict happen is really part of the healing of all of us in this new way of living. But let me explain this a little more deeply. So in this idea of like, I put peace on a pedestal and you might too. And I feel like, especially in nonprofit spaces where we do such good work and we want to be good people doing good things in the world that we really put ourselves on a peace pedestal. 
right? We believe like we have to be good at all costs. And what happens is like pretend it's a teeter totter and one side is like, and then the balance, like the we, I, the peace side is really high. Conflict side, what's going to happen? It goes super low. But sooner or later, that peace side is going to come crashing down. And then the conflict side is going to go up, right? And then, and so that, and it's just going to keep crashing like that peace, peace, peace until, oh, I can't sustain it anymore. And then bam, conflict and like that and that and up and down. And because we put peace on a pedestal, we think peace is more valuable than conflict. And anytime judgment enters the equation, anytime we judge something, we've automatically taken it out of balance, right? We say, okay, conflict is bad and peace is good. But what if it wasn't either of those things? Peace and conflict were just how we navigate the world. And if you go back to the teeter-totter, like say you and I are on the teeter-totter and that we're in that magical place where our toes are just touching and we're going back and forth a little bit. And that balance, that's where kind of the sweet spot is and that balance is. And so that we understand that peace is a part of the process, conflict is a part of the process, and those help us keep us in balance. And for me, it took a real reframe of allowing conflict to happen. And I'm not saying throwing things at each other or you know hurling insults. I'm saying allowing disagreements, allowing arguments to happen, allowing differences of opinion to enter into my home, into your workspace, into your life, because we're human beings and we're going to see things differently. And when we label conflict as something undesirable, anything that we focus on, whether we want it or not, we're going to get it. So if we say, I don't want conflict by centering conflict in either in a negative or a positive way, we're not going to be able to get it. Now, in my book, I talk a lot about praise and criticism. And it's the same thing. It's the same concept. You know, praise feels so good and criticism feels so bad, yet they're the same thing. It's just feedback from other people. And when we can release judgment from either one as good or bad, it just becomes information. And then we're just surrounded by good information. When we don't want something like criticism or conflict, what happens is that we miss that information and we miss that feedback that helps us stay in check and stay in balance. And my whole book came about, and I tell this story a lot in my speaking, because this is absolutely true. My whole concept from my book came about because I was in my therapist's office and I was saying how somebody had criticized me and how much that hurt. And you know, when somebody says something to you and it, and it's a criticism and man, you feel it in your whole body and you feel the tears pushing in the back of your eyes. And you're like, what's going on here? Why does this hurt so much? And I was explaining to her how much this hurt, this criticism of my friend. And she said, you know, Marianne, praise and criticism are the same thing. And I'm like, well, that's absolutely ridiculous because one feels so good and one feels so bad. And she said, it's just other people's opinions of you. It's just other people's opinions. And I thought, wow, that is so interesting because I never thought they could actually be the good thing. But, you know, a whole person doesn't need praise to feel good about themselves and doesn't and won't doesn't let criticism derail them. It's just information. And so if you look at peace and conflict as the same way, this is just information. This is just how people function. And when we release the idea that people need to be perfect all the time, that people are going to make mistakes, they're going to be flawed, they're going to, you know, not actually say what they mean, all the things that cause conflict in our life, when we realize like, hey, this isn't this is just people being human being. I don't need to label that. I can just, I, as good or bad, you know, in our culture, we're really taught to value things that feel good, 
you know, like, oh, we value happiness, we value joy, we value peace and anything that's sad, bad, conflicting, we want to push that away. And that's just a not sustainable model, right? Like, and so anytime like we're sad or upset, or we feel like there's a problem, we're like, man, life is really screwing me up because my life should be happy and perfect all the time. My work should be happy and perfect all the time. No, wait, that's not how the world works at all. That's not how life is. And by embracing that, we don't have to walk around getting disappointed and upset that other people around us or we are acting like human beings. And that's another thing is like having grace and, and peace with ourselves as like, wow, that wasn't my best moment. Well, you know what? That's some information instead of being in constant judgment of ourselves that we caused a conflict or we caused something. You know, my work is I coach and train nonprofit leaders in my Uplevel Your Influence course and in my back-end program, my year-long program that goes on after that. And these are the concepts that we work on is really understanding like how to manage praise and criticism, how to navigate difficult situations using tools just like these. And I'm going to tell you, when you can embrace the idea of not being defined by other people's views of you, and not absorbing that, it's very freeing. I don't know if you've ever heard of the four agreements, but the second agreement is don't take anything anyone else does personally. It's just, it's, it's they're looking at you through their lens. And when you can embrace that in this way, it's such a freeing experience. It's a beautiful place to live because you know you can walk into conflict and you know you can walk into peace and you know that this is the balance that's created. I remember I was coaching someone and they said, oh, I was really hoping to avoid the drama. And I'm like, yeah, but that's just it. We can't avoid the drama. We can't avoid the conflict. And what I see are people trying to avoid conflict with strategy. So they'll say, my board doesn't trust each other. We need a plan. You know, my, my board won't help me fundraise. We need a talking points, you know? Like these kinds of things where it's like, oh, I'm going to solve this conflict or, you know, this problem with a strategy. But what we need to solve the problem is actually understanding what the hesitancy is, what the issue is. And so, but we don't want to, because that means bringing up potential conflict. So sometimes, you know, we don't ask for what we want as fundraisers asking for that gift because we don't want rejection because if they say no, then we feel like there's conflict and we don't want conflict or, you know, you'll feel bad or they'll feel bad and they'll be disappointed and that feels so icky and and I don't want to do that. And so we sacrifice conflict for peace, but the peace and when we don't ask for what we want or we're afraid to ask for what we want, yes, we keep peace, but we don't raise a lot of money. So our ability to step into conflict or criticism or dysfunction really allows us to operate at a much higher level. In my home, getting back to the story that I gave to you, in my home, you know, I have really learned that, you know, what does a peaceful home mean to me? And I thought, well, that means feeling safe. Well, part of feeling safe is being able to freely express who you are. And sometimes that comes with conflict. And so safety and security in the workspace, meaning I can say whatever I need to say because, and I can tell the truth about a situation. And a lot of times we don't tell the truth about situations because the, the risk is too high. We feel like there'll be some, some blowback. I can tell the truth about situations 
I know that whatever happens, like there, I, we will figure it out together that I am supported no matter what. That's what that means. And sometimes that's conflict. Sometimes that's peace, but whatever it is, right. I'm creating that balance. And it's interesting that the thing that you put your intention on that you don't want is the thing that you're going to have the most. So the more I was trying to avoid conflict, the more I was actually creating it and fueling it. And the more I step into conflict, like, okay, this is going to happen. You know, they actually, the more peace that's created and the more balance that's created. And I'm going to tell you, like I said, if I can do this in my home with a teenager, I'm sure you can manage this in any situation that you're in with just a little bit of practice and intention. So this is what I do, folks. I teach people how to navigate situations, both internally and externally, communicate more effectively to lead themselves and to lead others more effectively so you can get the most out of yourself and everyone else around you. And if you want to learn more about it, I invite you to go to my podcast called The Influential Nonprofit. And you can go to theinfluentialnonprofit.com and you can download your Uplevel Your Influence Starter Kit. I have a whole ebook with lots of techniques and tricks, just like the ones I shared with you today. All these different techniques for learning about yourself and others and how to communicate more effectively because internal communication is so important to what we get done each and every day and how we can serve other people, the people we want to serve and want to help and the causes that we want to support more effectively. And this is internal communications for me is more important than in any strategy, any you know, consultant program, anything, your ability to speak the truth in the moment and to create spaces and cultures that support that is so important to getting more done. Oh, and let me just say one more thing before I go, because I think this is going to be helpful to you as you work to implement these things. You know, there's a way of giving and receiving feedback, which could be feel like conflict or criticism that is allows you to share your thoughts without and the other to receive it very easily. So that flow of communication back and forth on that teeter-totter feels really strong. And so there's some phrases that I use and I coach and train other people to use. And so instead of saying you should, you need to, you have to, you know, calling people out, you sort of call them into a dialogue and you can use words like, hey, you might consider doing this, or I invite you to consider trying this, or, you know, hey, can I tell you what I would do if I were you? Another one is, can I tell you what I would do? If I were you, or, you know, in the past, this is what has worked for me. And so like, I'm just telling you, Hey, this is what I would do with our hour. You can do whatever you want, or here's what I've done in the past that worked for me. And what I'm inviting the listener to do is to decide for themselves if that feedback is appropriate or not, because when I allow them to decide, they're going to be more open to it and be more likely to adopt the thoughts I'm saying, rather than if I would you know, wag my finger and blah, 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 shame them out of it. Because as soon as we feel pressure, that guilt and shame creates pressure and that pressure puts us right into fight or flight into the back of our brain. So just remember those words. I just want to throw this in at the end, that that how you speak it in conflict can be a lot to how people receive it and allow that free flow of dialogue back and forth. So you can keep that balance and have those open, honest conversations so that we're not putting peace on the pedestal Because I know once I do that, it's going to come crashing down. When it comes crashing down, then there's a huge amount of conflict. 
So little peace with a little conflict and creating that balance creates a much more productive workspace and allows you to get way more done. And that's what we're all about, to do the most good. All right, that's it this time for The Influential Nonprofit. Remember, go to theinfluentialnonprofit.com to download your Uplevel Your Influencer Starter Kit, and I will see you next time. Thanks for listening to The Influential Nonprofit with your host, Marianne Dersh. If you enjoyed the show, please tell your friends and colleagues about the podcast. Also, check out theinfluentialnonprofit.com for more resources on growing your influence so you can raise more and do more.